Hello, friends. Before we kick into the show, I wanted to address the sound quality. What's going on here is the motherboard on my computer has kicked the bucket. We got together, we uh, recorded a season 8 episode. I was rendering it, and uh, my computer just died. So, you know, how do I keep working on the episode for the next month before I get back to the States where I can get my computer back online? Onboarding episodes. So what this aims to be is a series of onboarding episodes where I'll keep them maintained. The, hopefully the community is going to help me out with some feedback, and I'll update them or re-record them. So consider this a first draft of sorts. Now, this is less entertaining than I usually try to be, but these are going to be quick, these are going to be informative, and they're really to, if you have somebody you care about who's getting interested in the game and they don't have time to watch YouTube videos, you can get them onboarded with these. The show gets new community members, and maybe your, you know, friend decides to stay on Apex a little bit longer or has a better time knowing all the basics. Welcome to the Dropship, my name is Zobs. Thank you for being here. This is episode one, console settings of our new series, On A Board! Basically, this is a resource, give you some different ways to look at your settings options, and you know, how some players do it this way, how some players do it that way. If you disagree with what I'm saying, hit me up, I want the feedback. This is a community effort. Alright, here we go. Interact prompt styles. Go minimal, less distraction and words on the screen, the better. Same with button hints. Do compact or minimal. You don't need button hints. Crosshair damage feedback. X with armor or X. Everybody does at minimum X, the shredders do. And X with armor, everybody does X with armor because the armor indicator is uh, great. If you hate the armor indicator for whatever reason, at least run the X. Damage numbers, floating versus stacking. This really just depends on how your brain works. Most people do stacking, but the cool thing about floating is that if you eventually want to get rid of these numbers, floating is going to teach you how many hit points each gun takes off and help you do that mental math in your head a little bit easier. Now, it's actually a downside and a little bit of a disadvantage if you don't have the ticking numbers, even if they drive you crazy like they do for me, because when you light somebody up with a grenade, they're burning, or anything happens, the damage number ticks off the actual player, and it tracks them and follows them, and you can see it through doors and walls. So, competitively speaking, you want ticking numbers. No reason to run both, I mean, unless you miss Borderlands and you just need tons of numbers spilling out of your enemies. Alright, obituary. I hate obituaries, it's a ton of words on the screen, but I run them because they are really useful for one major reason. When you're listening or watching a third party, the obituaries will tell you when there's a knock, and that lets you know how far along is that fight, and when you should push, and when it's safe to push, and often a lot of teams wait for that knock, and then they hit. I like a real clean HUD. And I wish I could turn off, I did, I did turn it off, but I had to turn it back on because this was too much of a disadvantage, so I just ignore it. Minimap rotation. So you've got a rotating minimap, 
and a fixed minimap. Now the benefits of the rotating minimap is that forward is always forward and when you look up you don't have to orientate yourself and then pair what's your surroundings to what's on the map. When you look up you always know up is up, forward is up, it's set. Now the downside of that is that it's harder to grab the north, south, east, west directions from a rotating map than it is the fixed map. But this game has the compass. Now I give my directions, my north, south, east, you know, third party coming in from the west, I orientate myself and get that information from my rotating compass. So I let my mini-map rotate, as I think the majority of people do, but if you have really great sense of direction, you might be able to rock the fixed map. If you don't use the compass, maybe you like the fixed map, but I would start with the rotating map. Weapon auto cycle on empty. You gotta turn this one off. Because if it's on, when you run out of bullets entirely, it's gonna switch your weapon for you. It sounds useful, but it's not. Because when you run out of bullets entirely, it switches weapons for you an eighth of a second before you switch weapons for yourself, so you end up switching back to the gun with empty. So just turn this thing off and save yourself the headache. Auto sprint. Now this is actually the one I just switched like two weeks ago. I love it. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. I have always pressed R3 to run, and I thought it was crazy not to do that. Why would you? It just seemed backwards and weird. Here are the benefits of it. One, it's very intuitive. You only run when you're at full stick. So after, I don't know, a day or two, you learn how to not run, how to walk forward, how to creep forward, and how to run when you need to. Plus, if you're crouched and you want to break your crouch and start running, pressing down on the R3 will still stand you up. So it's, it's built in a way where you can make the switch, and you'll just slowly stop pressing R3 when you don't have to. It kind of falls away without getting in your way. And it's just smoother. And I don't want to say it's faster, but I do feel a tiny little bit faster off the line. But actually, it's just the benefit of just not crunching. And uh, joysticks for PS4, Xbox, and uh, even the new PS5, they're rated for, the R3s are rated for 500,000 cycles, which is a lot. But, you know, if you're crunching your R3 500 times a night, you'll actually kind of run through a controller a little bit faster. So that's where stick drift comes from. If you can stop crunching your R3 more than you have to, you're going to add a little bit of longevity to your controller's life. So the downside of this is you've got to turn off your double tap to uh, continually sprint or to sprint without holding the stick. This is very convenient and useful, but when, you're not, when you don't have the R3 tap and it's just a forward-forward tap, you're going to accidentally engage that. So you turn this off. You no longer have the ability to you know, keep running uh, with a double tap without holding the stick. But what you do is you just pop open settings or your inventory, and the screen grays, but it'll lock in whatever your stick's doing when you press start. So you just, it's kind of, you know, it's a workaround. So if you need to do something, pop off a text or this or that while you're running with your crew, and you've got, you know, you need a second, you can just hit inventory and then jump back on. And you won't fall behind because you keep running. Now, don't do this all the time because when you're running from one place to another, you want to be moving weird and hard to hit, and that, a, a topic for another time. Incoming damage. Use 3D. I feel like this is an accessibility one, and for this whole episode, there might be some things I say that is not true just because of accessibility issues. This, uh, just use 3D. 
And if you're having trouble seeing your, your numbers sometimes, you know, it just might be how you really like how your eyeball is shaped and this and that, uh, you know. So play around with this one, but just start with 3D. All right, taking damage closes death box. You want to turn this off because sometimes in the middle of a fight, you're going to go to a death box and do an armor swap or maybe grab some bullets. And you don't want to open the box, go to grab the armor and then get hit and get pulled out without that armor swap. Hop up, pop up. Fun to say, but unnecessary. You'll learn the hop ups. There's really not that many of them. Just turn it off. All right, we're gonna hop over accessibility menu because, you know, everybody knows how to do their own thing on that. And finally, let's get to our controller layout. All right, so first we're gonna talk a standard controller. You gotta get yourself COCOC thumbstick extenders, or just one, just one for your aiming finger. Now you don't need a scuff, you don't need paddles, then after that, paddles. They're helpful and they're useful and they're nice, but you really don't need them. That's what we got Evolved for. Evolved puts the jump and the slide onto your R3 and your L1, and it lets you jump and slide and crouch nearly as good as anybody with paddles. You don't have the ability to crouch span while shooting, but besides that, it's pretty darn close to running paddles. So run Evolved, but don't run Evolved. What you want to do is go to Customized and Transfer Evolved over, okay? Because of R1. On R1, uh, everything in this game, on all the setting options, is ping. Now you want to move your R or your ping to your um, D-pad. Because the reason the ping is on R1 is because Apex Legends was the first game to have a ping system. So they wanted people to use it, and people have more fun if they communicate with their teammates and the game plays right. So how do you get more people to use the ping system? You put it on R1 and not over on the D-pad. But the R1 is like a crucial button. This is one of your important buttons, so you need the, 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 the abilities you use in the moment, flinging grenades, whatever you gotta, you know, healing, this or that, but it's definitely not pinging. You do have to ping in the moment, but you do have time to just hop over the D-pad and, and, and ping. So run over to Customized, Transcribe over Evolved, and then with R1 put either. This is your choice. Grenades, your Legend ability, pack. If you're running paddles, that opens up your L1 and your R3 to do something. Now if they're mappable paddles, I like to keep R3 as crouch so that when I'm fighting, if I accidentally press R3, I don't punch, so I just keep punch over on circle. My R3, I don't really do much with it, but my L1 is open. So on that one, I either choose legend ability. That's what I choose, a legend ability. What I run is on my L1, legend ability on R1 grenades, and then I've got heals over on the D-pad. Now, if you've got a third and fourth paddle, uh, heals on your paddle, maybe ping, maybe interact, maybe switch weapon. But for two paddle, the standard is jump on the left side, roll, dodge, or slide on the right side. And it makes sense, it's fantastic, and I really, really recommend just doing that. Don't get too clever. Now your third and fourth paddle, now that's a big argument. It depends on how you play. Interact reload button, tap to use, tap to reload. The other ones are a little funny because they take longer, so you just gotta, I just use tap. And I think most people do, and every once in a while you're going to try to open a door and instead you're going to reload or you go to reload and you open up a door. It's unfortunate, but 
the current system of holding for these important functions is just I don't have the patience for it in a fight or like even fight opening doors and closing doors is you don't have time to wait. So just tap. Start with tap. Aim button. Hold wrist toggle. Again, this I think this is an accessibility thing. If you can, uh, hold. All right, now L2, R2 button, dead zones. This one's a little bit different because with dead zones, generally you always want to go for the least amount of dead zone you can get away with while your hardware functions correctly. But with L2, R2, we have single fire in this game where you have to just rapid fire shots out. So where that trigger pull is on the travel distance of your trigger really depends on your style, on the, your hand size, your experience. So you want to go to the firing range, get a single fire weapon, uh, something fast like a 2020, grab a 2020, and play with none, low, and maybe the one after that. Don't go to the big far ones. You don't want to have big sloppy trigger pulls. So yeah, use single fire to calibrate, and you'll find uh, whatever you can single fire the fastest on. That's, that's your natural trigger point. All right, menu cursor speed. As battle looting is part of this game, you do want a fast menu cursor speed. Start slow where you can control it. You're not whipping around and you can do everything in one motion and just slowly speed it up over time. And that'll cut down your looting times. It'll make your armor swaps in battle faster. And yeah, just start slow where you can control it. It's always, always go as slow or as fast as you can still control things. Don't go faster than you can. It's not a good way to learn. You start slow and you just build up the speed. Now let's jump over to movement and aiming. Look sensitivities. Now we'll do an episode solely based on the advanced look controls. But right now, we're just talking about where to start and where most people start and end up. There's two response curve settings that I imagine 95% of the population use, okay? Okay, it's classic respawn and steady. And the range is going to be from 3 to 5. And keep in mind that a 3 to 5 on one does not compare to a 3 to 5 on the other. So you want to try each one and run your numbers up and down on each one. They're different. They act different, and you want to play around with both. The other two are kind of nuts, and I don't like them, and I, I don't know how you could use them. And the last one is linear, and that's an accessibility feature. Or you're an aimbot, and like, good on you. But it's an accessibility feature. Now, if you're an older hand at the game and nothing has felt right, but the advanced look controls just look like a mess and you're afraid of just getting lost and turned around, it's definitely possible and it happens. But before we do that episode, I would recommend if you're looking to try something new and steady and classic respawn hasn't cut it for you, pop on the ADS settings, tune your dead zone, and then turn down the ramp ups and the delays. And then you're good to go. I went on a giant quest finding my own special, you know, super unique settings. And it was real close to the suggested settings. So you can treat advanced look controls as think of it as a third slightly more advanced, you know, starting point. Those little lines, those little light white lines, that's telling you where their recommendations are. Okay? Adjust your dead zones. Turn down your ramp up times and delays so it's a little bit snappier. And then, once you start getting comfortable, you can just start moving your response curve up and down and start learning that. And from there, you can tune. But there's a good breakdown on how you can get aiming without driving yourself crazy. 
Now, as you're finding your aim settings, uh, everything is a, a compromise, right? You could set everything up so you're just the most amazing sniper and it's really easy to make those small little adjustments. But now you can't track an octane flying through the sky. So it's a compromise. So there's three things you want to be looking for, three aiming zones or activities that you want to be saying, can I control myself in these three, can I do these three things, okay? One, you're looking for an ability to snap your head around and look around because it's a battle royale and you have to just always be looking, always be looking around. And you get hit from the back, this happens, that happens, you have to swing around. You don't want to be moving so fast it's blurry or you have to like move past your point and then move back to it, okay? Start as fast as you can go while controlling this and just slowly bump it up over time, okay? So that's your maximum full stick, you know, running and looking left, looking right. Two is hip fire. Hip fire fights are really important in this game because the hip fire guns are accurate. You get speed bonuses for, or strafe speed bonuses while you're hip firing. And just, you know, watch a game of Apex. You're going to see a lot of people hip firing. So you're, you need a mid, you need a mid range where you can accurately control your hip fire aiming without being too fast and finicky. And then finally, you've got your small uh, adjustments. Can you bump the stick over just a hair when you know your sniper shot is just a little bit higher, a little bit to the right, and without having to slide left or right with your movement. You want to just be able to make those little twitches. So those are the three categories, and if you're finding something where you, you, you kind of like, oh, okay, all three are kind of good, you know, like not great, I'm still a mess, but you know, there's no one category that just feels terrible, you're onto, a, that's a great start. So just keep going with that. Vibration. Most competitive players uh, turn off vibration. Cool for campaign, but for competitive play, you can even like order the premium controllers without a rumble, just to save weight. So maybe one day I could see Respawn finding a way to give us useful information with rumbles that don't tire out your hand and distract your aim. But unless you have a reason for rumble and competitive play, turn it off. Now campaign, yeah, you turn on your rumble. That's, that's immersion. Here we go, wrapping up. Now, video, field of view. We'll probably do an actual whole segment on just field of view. But right now, know that most people play 85 to 95. 70 does feel a little bit zoomed in. 110 is pretty fishbowl and more for uh, like widescreen monitors. And it, it just really fish eyes things. Now, people will say like, oh, run 110, you see more, so it's better. But you see less of the more and you have more of a fish eye and just play with it. Slide it up and down until you sit down and you look and it just everything kind of seems easy to focus on. Your eyes aren't hurting, darting around. You're not squinting. Just find that balance. But a good place to start, I would do 85 to 90. Sprint view shake. Competitive play, turn it off. Competitive play, shaky screen, bad. Campaigns, turn it on. And finally, audio. This game's cool because you can turn off the music in your lobby without turning off your dropping in, get pumped for the round music. So if you like a little peace and quiet in between your rounds, as I do, I recommend, you know, turn off your lobby music. There we go, settings for console. We started here because it's the simplest, easiest way to get rolling, but this is a first draft. So if you disagree with what I said, if I missed a perspective or I misunderstood something, reach the show, reach me, and, uh, you know, it'll be considered for our next draft. So, 
course, as always, links in the show notes for joining our Discord. But if Discord's not your thing, you can just email me directly at zobs13 at gmail.com. That's X-O-B-B-E-S. You made it to the end. You did your homework. You ate your vegetables. Well done. Welcome to